Well, last week we talked about the desert, that, that place of nature that we're called to walk through during this Lenten season and during our lives. And today, the, the landscape, if you will, is the mountain. And remember, brothers and sisters, when we hear about the mountain, our radar should be going off that it's a place of encounter with God. Throughout the Old Testament, through the New Testament, a place of encounter with God. And so with that in mind, let's walk up these mountains that we see today, because there's several of them. The first of, which, first of which being Mount Moriah, the beautiful story that we all know of the sacrifice of Isaac. Now, in the version that we have today, they cut about 10 or 12 verses out, right from the middle, which provide a lot of detail. And in that detail, it says that Isaac carried the wood. And that Abraham carried the fire and the stone. So the holy, the church fathers, the early fathers, what they interpret this to mean is that Isaac is a grown man here. Maybe a teenager, maybe a, an adult, but he's not just a kid. And Abraham is an older man. So we always talk about the, the faith of Abraham being tested here, but I think we can say that the faith of Isaac is tested as well. Because he doesn't put up a fight. He carries that wood of sacrifice up the mountain and lays himself there, lets himself be bound by his father, Abraham. All this happens on Mount Moriah, which later on in the Old Testament becomes the Temple Mount. And just a few blocks away, if you will, we have Mount Calvary there in Jerusalem. So once again, we can read this story kind of through the lens of Calvary, seeing that it's anticipating Calvary. And it's almost as if there's a test presented to Abraham and to Isaac as well, from God. Asking both of them if, if they're willing to participate in the kind of self-sacrifice, self-sacrificial love that God himself will demonstrate to save humanity. Because God in his mind knows what's going to be happening in the future where he gives up his only begotten son. And he tests Abraham and Isaac to see if they're willing to have that same faith. And Abraham says yes. Isaac says yes. In the New Testament, in the book of Hebrews, it says that Abraham said yes because he believed that God could raise his son, his only begotten son, from the dead. He had that faith in the resurrection already. And so because of the faithfulness of Abraham, because of the faithfulness of Isaac, we have this beautiful oath of blessing from God. God says, I swear by myself I will bless you. I will bless you with many descendants. I will bless you with many nations, with many lands. I will bless you. Because of your faithfulness, because you are faithful to the test that I put you through. All that on Mount Moriah, brothers and sisters. And then in the psalm, we, we read about how all of us are, are called to share in that faith of Abraham. As we walk in the way of the Lord, in the land of the living. Because we know from our own lives that walking in the way of the Lord requires self-sacrifice. It requires a laying down of our lives. It requires that, that love that Abraham had, that faith that Abraham had. Because we realize that God has done so already for us. That's why the psalmist says, I will offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving. In the Hebrew faith, that's called a todah sacrifice. A sacrifice giving thanks for something you see, the Passover meal that all Jewish people celebrate is a thanksgiving sacrifice for them being freed from Egypt, the exodus from slavery. 
That Thanksgiving sacrifice we continue to celebrate today. It's no longer called Thanksgiving. We use a Greek word, Eucharist. The Eucharist is a sacrificial offering of Christ himself, giving thanks to God the Father for freeing us from sin, from freeing us from that ultimate slavery. By the sacrifice not of a firstborn lamb, but of the only begotten Son of God. So the Eucharist itself, brothers and sisters, is that thanks offering. We need to realize that. And that's what our Lord is pointing to through the gospel today. On another mountain, Mount Tabor. It's up there, and, and once again, a lot of the details are missing. Mark is very succinct. He's very straight to the point. But it says that Jesus is there conversing with Elijah and with Moses. I think it's in, in the Luke version. It says that they're talking about the exodus that Jesus will do in Jerusalem. He's not freeing them from slavery to Egypt anymore but freeing them from slavery to sin. It's no longer the the blood of the lamb on the doorposts. It's the blood of Christ himself there on the cross that's going to free all of humanity, that only begotten son. That's the conversation that Moses, Elijah, and Jesus are having up there in the mountain. All this while God is showing himself in his glory. The divinity of Christ is revealed there. All this in anticipation of that other mountain, Mount Calvary. It's almost as if the disciples needed that strength, needed that that vision of his glory in order to to walk with him to Jerusalem. Because right after this, they start that march. Christ turns his face resolutely to Jerusalem where he knows he's going to die. But the disciples have seen his glory. Christ has shown his glory. And what is that glory, brothers and sisters? Interestingly enough, it's Christ on the cross. You see, it's easy to show our power through force, through violence, but it's another thing to show our power, our victory through suffering, through weakness, through humiliations. Only a real God can do that. God shows his glory when Christ is crucified. John says it so many times, the hour of the time of the Son of Man and his glorification has come. When you raise him up, you will see him glorified. That's the glory, brothers and sisters. The death of Jesus Christ. Because it leads to our freedom. Our freedom from sin. That sacrifice of the only begotten Son. And so as we look at these mountains, brothers and sisters, we see Abraham and Isaac offering that sacrifice on Mount Moriah. We see Calvary. We see that sacrifice of Christ himself. And then we see Mount Tabor, that glory. I think the lesson the Lord wants to tell all of us today, brothers and sisters, is that the greatest glory we can partake in is walking before the Lord in the land of the living. Walking before the Lord in the land of the living. And it's easy to do that when things are going well, when things are in abundance, when we're experiencing all the different blessings and riches that we can experience in our lives. It's easy to walk before the Lord when that happens. It's hard, but not impossible but even more rewarding and glorifying to do the same thing even in the midst of the difficulties. Even when for some reason we're suffering, for some reason we're suffering humiliations when we have difficulties that we need to go through. That's when it's hard, but that's when the greatest glory comes, the greatest victory, if you will. Because when we do that, brothers and sisters, it's like we're, we're snatching the victory out of the hands of the devil. 
He wants us to fall into despair. He wants us to fall into discouragement or just to kind of say, you know what, I give up. But if in those moments we say, Lord, you yourself carried the cross. I want to carry the cross with you. You yourself laid down your life. I want to lay my, down my life with you. We experience that glory. That same glory of Jesus Christ. So that's my encouragement for you, brothers and sisters. Don't waste the suffering that you go through. Because I know you go through it. I sit in the confessional too, just like Father Marco is right now. I know that we go through suffering. I know that we go through hardships and difficulties that we're forced to walk down a path of humility many times. Don't waste those opportunities. But in order to not waste those opportunities, we need strength. We need to come up the mountain, if you will. It's no longer Calvary, it's no longer Tabor, it's no longer Mount Moriah. It's the mountain of the Mass, if you will. Because here in the Mass, we see that Eucharist. We see Jesus Christ truly present before us. We see that God didn't spare even His only Son. That's how much He loves you. That God isn't foreign to sacrifice, foreign to giving up something so dear to Him. And when we see that, when we experience it, and then when we receive Christ in the Eucharist, that's the strength that we need to persevere. The strength that we need to walk before the Lord in the land of the living with all the sacrifice that it entails. Because that's the path to glory. So let's pray for that grace today, brothers and sisters, to follow Jesus Christ, always under the protection of our mother.